Welcome to Friday Vibes. No scripts, just chat. We talk all things food and beverage, and so much more. Feel our vibe and search for Friday Vibes on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And make sure to give us a five-star review. Now your hosts, me, Alex Bear with Genius Juice, and Wade Yeti. All right, welcome to episode 56 of Friday Vibes. I am your co-host here on the left side, my right, but your left, Alex Bear, CEO, co-founder of Genius Juice. And to my left, to your right, is Wade, sir. He's he's knighted, I think, somewhere. I don't know where, but somewhere. Wade Yenny, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, Alex. How you doing? I'm doing really good. You know what's interesting is this is very reminiscent of like our first few episodes where kind of got the sweaty palms a little bit, you know, a little bit of butterflies in my stomach because we have over 122 people that have registered to attend this event, which is like by far the biggest. We, we would think it's about us, but it's kind of, but not really. It's about our guest. I mean, that's we what have, he, he brought the fanfare. Yeah, we have a special guest. We have a special guest and I know we're going to bring him on real quick. But since we have so many people joining us, I'd be remiss if I didn't say go to Apple, Apple, Pod- Podcast. Apple Podcast, type in Friday Vibes, and give us a five-star review. But if you do it now, that's great, too. But, uh, yeah, give us a five-star review. It, it helps us out, gets us uh, helps keep moving us up the charts. But uh, comments are already, gonna, already rolling in. We're going to have a hard time keeping up with comments today. I'm going to predict that now. But uh, Tommy Ewing, who is, uh, works for and at our guest, already recognized my shirt which is yep. a eagle eye Jimbo's, Jimbo shirt. So Alex, what do you think without further ado, should we bring in our guest of honor? Uh, yeah, I would, I would say so. Uh, one quick laundry list item, just to keep the suspense rolling just for another 30 seconds. If you want to be a guest on our show, if you want to be a sponsor on our show, uh, we will post the link. You go on a Google form and we will give it to you. We'll send it to you and you can apply to be a guest or a sponsor, or if you want to Friday vibes, 100 at gmail.com. But again, yeah, we don't want to waste any more time. want to leave as much time as possible for our guests. Just a little background on him. His nickname, Jimbo. Call him Jimbo on the show. He is the CEO and founder of Jimbo's Naturally, four stores in the San Diego County area, which I go to all the time when I'm down there. I'm in Los Angeles. Uh, some notable awards and accolades because there's no script, just chat. I pulled this up 35 seconds before starting this episode. According to the Hirschberg Institute.com, uh, he eliminated plastic bags at the registered in, two, in registers in 2008, which is before most retailers did that. He removed one of the top selling water brands that was in plastic in the water aisle at Jimbo's. I mean, that's legendary. Uh, well, and I'll, and I was going to say, I'll, I'll jump in and I'm sure yeah. he will too. He not only eliminated a brand, he eliminated the entire aisle. So you're, wow. there's no plastic in the aisle. That's insane. And not uh, just a brand, the entire aisle, no plastic in the water aisle. Wow. And, uh, you know, Wade, uh, was there also, he worked with Jimbo's for how long? Almost two years, almost two years. So there's a lot of camaraderie and chemistry between you guys and a lot of stories that, I won't be a part of. I'll just nod and smile. Without further ado, we have our guest, Mr. Jimbo himself. How you doing, sir? I'm doing fine. Thanks for the intro. 
And it pays to have a lot of employees to say you have to watch the podcast, otherwise you're not going to get your paycheck. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good way to get people to come on in a very nonchalant way. Um, so that's the only way I can get weight to come to work, I had to pay him. He had to pay me, you know. And and I have to point out, we talked about this a little bit before we jump on the show. But if you're a fan, or if you go way back to when we first started the show, you might recognize the sign behind Jimbo. It was something that was in our original our first few episodes before i relocated uh the sign there so oh look at that it's hard as we just i think that i think that was scripted that was scripted okay a little bit of uh comedy oh, relief to start the show right that's there terrific. That's i think terrific. gavin conkle right. i think gavin conkle breathed too hard and and it just the thing came down no, you know, your sponsors, um, Luke and Sasha, put this up in honor of you, Wade. And um, they didn't do a great job. They should pay you this week. I feel like I probably should have signed that before I left. But uh, honestly, though, Jimbo, it's it's good to see you. I, I did get to see you around Christmas time when I was out there and, uh, you know, got to, got to see you briefly. Um, it's It's great to see you. Um, I don't even know where we start, Alex. Where do you think we should start? I mean, this you know, is... Wade. I think when you left because you went to greener pastures, you had a full complement of hair. So life I, would be I, good on the East Coast. Well, I, since you brought that up, I did. Uh, I did have uh, an afro uh, when I started working at Jimbo's, and now I'm 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 bald. Uh, you know, and it just progressively over time deteriorated. You know, it it, it just cut shorter and shorter and shorter. But. Uh, uh, <laughs> Grass <laughs> isn't always greener. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So Alex, that was that true that you actually had a full like? No. Half, no. Okay. I, I was no, just. No. I I don't know what's truth or not in your back and forth banter. So it's really hard to know. Um, you know, it's like Steve Austin, the wrestler, used to have a lot mm -hmm. of hair. Now he has no hair. I was comparing yeah. that. So um, let's start with just. I mean, you Alex, know, your juice is my favorite juice. Oh, thank you. Truth or truth or not, you know. That means a lot. I no, did I get mean, your samples, by the way. The shot was very good. The chocolate one I had. Oh, uh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I did go down there a couple weeks back. Um, I drove down there for you guys. I met with Jason and Billy. I'm so glad you got the samples. Uh, which uh, which flavor did you try? Do you the straight recall? chocolate, I think it was. Okay, great. Did you feel I'm glad you mentioned Billy's name because he said that you, I, when I saw him before, he said, am I ready for the podcast? I said, there's nothing to be ready for. And I asked him if he wanted to be on. He says, you guys mention him all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely so now he's going to be even more excited that I'm talking about him. I never talk about him when he's at work, but now. He, well, I was going to say, I think, did you stop paying him about two hours ago? Because he said he left early so he could listen to the show. Uh, I don't know, but it's I'm going to write that down and make sure that he doesn't get paid for listening in. That's right. Not that exactly. he should pay me for, you know, kind of talking about him. He's I like it. Incredible skateboarder is what he tells me. But his girlfriend is even better. That's I've heard that too. I've heard that too. Yeah, it was really interesting because when we presented the shots to uh, Billy and Jason, the first thing I said is just take one. You know, this is a efficacious shot. You'll feel the you know whatever energy or focus. So just take one. And I look over before I knew it, there were three empty bottles in front of Billy. So he like slammed through three of them, and I'm like, man, this guy must be riding high right now with these three. So. Anyway, it was a lot of fun going down there. Um, you know, I've now been to all the stores and uh, every store has their own kind of flavor. I, I like them a lot. So let's get into your story. We always start there, right? You know, 
all the jokes aside, how did you get started in this industry? How did you stumble upon the natural foods industry? When, how and when did you start Jimbo's? Um, just tell us anything and everything we would love to hear from you. Well, you don't have enough time, so I'm going to have to do the condensed Reader's Digest version. Yes. Um, I came out to visit my brother. I'd been going to college. I mean, I'd been going to school since I could remember. I was 19, 18, 19 years old, and I said, I need a break. So I came out to visit my brother. And uh, we were, he lived in Ocean Beach, which was kind of like the hippie area of San Diego. He was involved in a uh, free school. And as part of that, there was a buying club, basically, uh, food store collective. And he said, maybe you might want to do something there. So I said, sure. And I went there. And even in 1973, it had uh, muffin tins to collect the cash because we didn't have a cash register. Um, I got paid the enormous sum of a dollar's worth of food credit for every three hours I worked, which was 33 cents an hour. Now, I, mind you, I had just finished one year of school at Cornell University and my head was a little bit on the uh, blown up side. And I said, I'd rather say I'm volunteering and getting nothing than getting paid 33 cents an hour. And um, so uh, for a long time, I just volunteered there. But I started to understand the business. Um, at one point, um, they asked me to sign a document. I said, well, what's the document? And they said it was a State Board of Equalization tax form. And I said, well, why are you asking me to sign? And he said, because we don't understand it and we think you do, because I was pretty good with numbers. So I said, you know what? I reoriented myself. I had stopped going to school and I decided to go back to, uh, back to college. I went to San Diego State and took a lot of accounting classes so I could understand the business side of what we were doing. Because a lot of people at that time, um, especially in the alternative world, were getting into businesses because they were passionate about it, but they didn't understand how to run a business. And so I took some classes and I worked at the co-op for 11 years and before which co-op co was it the ocean beach people's food co-op yep you sell your product there we I, at the last time that i checked we were there um so <laughs> which was about a year and a half ago um but yes I, it is a great account great store one store right it's one store yeah one store um and then 11 years later i said i'm gonna venture on my there's a lot of other portions to it. And I said, you know, I'm going to venture on my own and open my store. It was my first store was in an area called North Park. Uh, from there, just I at that door, that one, I sold uh, in 97. But, you know, subsequently opened a whole bunch of stores. And I think uh, the reality is I made a lot of mistakes on the way. Um, but you learn from the mistakes and um, you uh, use that experience to hopefully improve it uh, all the time. And I really didn't come into my own until Wade started working for me. Um, and then I really came on to, into my own when Wade left because that gave me the ability to flourish even further. I was going to say, then you had to start doing some work, right? So, uh, but but kidding, kidding aside, um, one of the things, and you know, we're, I'm going to probably say a lot of things that are either that are going to be uh, jokes back and forth between Jim and I, but also serious seriousness 
And what I would tell, you know, we have Jimbo, we have uh, a handful of people watching us, whether they're retailers, brands, uh, buyers, what have you, right? They're all over the board. And one of the things uh, I respect most about you is that you literally built your business from the ground up. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, everything from your, your margins to your, your processes, everything has been built from the ground up. And I, you know, I, it still makes my head spin a little bit, um, you know, as far as it, with all my experience, you know, the time I spent there with you, um, I know I could pop over and talk to you and just, just like that, um, you know, you, you would throw a question at me and I mean, just the knowledge you, you've forgotten more than I'll ever know, but your, your, just your overall, uh, I just have so much respect for the foundation that you built and how you built it because, you know, it's easy, you know, where I'm at now and you talk about a, a monstrous organization with all these different areas and, and you, um, whether you're talking about operations, merchandising, marketing, all that stuff, it started from the ground and, and just like that, it goes down again. <laughs> but, but, but I mean, he's gonna fix that. He, yeah, yeah, come on, come goes. on. Yeah, there's our sponsor. Yeah, I was gonna say he just wants us to plug V Driven. Yeah. Is what he? Yeah, that's what he wants. Yeah. But, uh, but no, I mean, I mean, there's there's a lot to be said about that because now here we are, uh, 40, 40 years later. Am I right? Forty years later. Close to it. Forty yeah. years later. I got. I got to do an applause for that. Just flourishing. Like Forty Flor years flourishing with with some of the most, if not the most, respected stores, uh, definitely on the West Coast, if not nationwide, uh, in the in the channel. And I just, I mean, I just can't say enough about that. So it's probably going to be the last nice thing I say. But um, it's I, I would be Dude, remiss you put a disclaimer to that way that I didn't write any of that. Because, and I never heard that from you when you were working here. This is well, really yeah, I, I couldn't because then you wouldn't be able to get in and out of your office. Your head wouldn't fit in. So is this, yeah. is this something that I I'll be able to get a copy of so that I can kind of. Well, you, know, you can. It, that's a cheap plug. If you go to Apple Podcasts in about a week, you'll be able to download this. You'll be able to hear it for eternity. Perfect. Five stars. Yes. Let me tell you, I will promise you, I will use that against you at some point. <laughs> I appreciate the kind words. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, I always say that what I've been doing has been a journey, uh, something that I've been passionate about. And I've been extremely fortunate that people have come along in this journey of Jimbo's uh, to help me move whatever it is that I was envisioning along. Uh, you know, I, I often also said that it's easy to get the kudos because my name is on the store, but there should be a lot of other names up on the building besides mine, because this has not been a journey of one person trying to get to a certain spot. It's been a journey of uh, thousands of people who've um, you know, who've helped me along, have uh, been with me uh, for whether it's a week, a month, 30 years. Um, they've all participated in helping uh, me and Jibos get to where we are today. So uh, I take the compliment in for everyone who's been part of this journey, who's been along with uh, me uh, side by side trying to uh, get to where I am. Even Luke, who's a, who's sitting right across, uh, was part of the journey for a short period of time. Even Billy, who left work early today. So he that, oh, Billy, I have a big <laughs> note that I've already marked it. I mean, he, you know, he, uh, 
maybe get most get paid for half a day. And well, I was because yeah. he's, he's working half a day tomorrow. Let's yeah. just call it what it is. He's got to work half a day tomorrow. Well, you have to leave early to get home on time when you're skateboarding home, right? Right. Uh, that, that, exactly. Yeah, and he's so, at least 20 miles away. Exactly. So. Exactly. You and know, the you one, stop and get drinks along the way, you know, it adds more time and, and hard kombucha. He typically has an accident or two because, you know, he's got, you know, he's got a cast, he's got an injury, you know, so it's not a seamless process with Billy. Yeah, he's kind of a gimpy skateboarder. Um, you know, when I started in this industry in um, 2014, so, you know, I'm, I'm basically kind of the, uh, I'm like the baby of the group in, in, in this, in this, uh, in this episode right now. And uh, I remember, you know, we started our business in the city of Orange. So we went to a commissary. Uh, when making these coconut smoothies, we get bags of the coconut water and the coconut meat frozen, and we use Vitamixes, um, which took, I think I remember we went overnight for 15 hours to make 200 bottles. So it was, it was very labor intensive, but I do remember, you know, I didn't know a lot about Jimbo's before getting in the industry because I was in the bubble of Los Angeles. And then, uh, after starting Genius Juice, I'm like, well, we want to start offering our product and selling it into different retailers outside of just LA. So, you know, we, I went down to Jimbo's for the first time. And what I heard about the stores is that you're finding products that are at a level, a premium level for uh, ingredients, sustainability and sourcing. And I'm like, really, isn't that like whole foods? And they're like, no, you don't understand. This is the person talking to me at like Expo West telling me about Jimbo's. You don't understand. They were before really Whole Foods was doing this. Like they were the trendsetters where everyone else went and did what he's, he, he did and what he's doing. And so I went to your store. I went to, I believe, the Carmel Valley, right, which is one of the landmark stores and saw it for myself in 2015. And I'm like, holy shit, like everything here, a majority of it. Like, you know, some things I just don't eat because I'm vegetarian, but I'm like, I could buy a lot of these things and trust where they're from and how they're sourced. So long winded way of saying I'm a really picky person, like super picky. My diet is picky. I'm the guy when you go out with me for dinner, I'm the annoying one. That's like I can't have anything on the menu except maybe water if it's filtered. And so I love the mission, you know, to say my nice thing for this episode, the mission, which is not taking any bullshit. If there's something on the ingredient panel that's not good, it's not getting in my stores. And uh, I love that about you. So I just want to I want to point that out. I didn't pay for that uh, uh, commentary either, but I'm going to listen to it again and hold it against you at some point. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I appreciate that. Um, uh, I'm, I'm picky. I'm a vegan. So I've been yeah. since yep. um, uh, 1984. Uh, I would say 99% vegan. Um and so part of it for me is having food that I want to eat. And uh, we were actually primarily a vegetarian store for the long until probably, uh, I would say, somewhere in the 90s. Um, wow. I did not know that. So no meat. At no all. meat. The only, we did sell um, turkey during Thanksgiving, uh, almost like a special order thing, but we didn't sell right. any meat in the store. And partly because I didn't eat meat and, you know, didn't want to sell it. Um, but uh, my wife got pregnant with our first child and uh, she was vegetarian. And for some reason, she had a hankering for some protein and she had to go somewhere else to buy some turkey, I think. And it hit me at that point in time that 
you know, the store wasn't why I certainly wanted to reflect the qualities of the food that I wanted to sell. I didn't necessarily have to, uh, I didn't necessarily have to sell only those items that I would eat because otherwise they would fit into this room that I should really try to get the highest quality foods in the, you know, whether it's, it's meat or, you know, we sell alcohol or whatever, we just should have high standards for them. And so I expanded to the, you know, to carrying meat and, you know, it's, it's not something that I uh, specifically, um, you know, I don't indulge in. And usually I walk pretty fast when I walk by the meat counter. I say hi to everyone, but I, you know, don't spend a whole lot of time looking at it. And I don't know a whole lot about it. But one of the lessons I've learned is to hire people smarter than you so that they can uh, do what they're expert they have expertise at, but yeah, we, we hold to pretty high standards. I, I never say that our standards are better. They're just different. We, we have strict standards. Um, I think in some ways it probably, Wade, you can speak to this, whether it made your job easier or not, because there was a lot of products that we wouldn't even look at because it didn't meet our criteria. And so we filtered out a lot because of you know, the quality that we wanted to see a lot of organics is the, you know, organics is the primary focus. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the best things that uh, we've been able to accomplish is uh, by re- refusing to bring in a product because it didn't have organic, let's say, I mean, sugar is a big thing. Um, and we would turn down products that wouldn't because they carried sugar, had sugar in it, but not organic sugar. There've been a number of uh, companies that have said, okay, we're going to revise our uh, ingredient uh, ingredients so that we can get into your stores. So uh, sometimes it, you know, it was challenging, but, you know, we stuck to, we walk the talk basically. And, you know, we, we really work at trying to make sure that the products meet our standards. So I can, I can kind of probably go off on a tangent there as far as whether you made my life easier or not, but I won't. Um, but, but coming from my background, uh, on, I didn't on, say as far as the standards, not yeah. in general as the work environment was any easier. Uh, uh, probably about the standards. <laughs> I know, I know. Coming, coming from, you know, the Midwest, coming, right? Coming from the Midwest and, and then Louisiana and, and, and conventional, primarily conventional, but with a focus on fresh and, uh, you know, in, in the previous stops before I, I spent time with Jimbo, um, you know, it, it was definitely a learning curve as far as the standards go, went, as far as my understanding of them. And I always understood the mission and why we were doing the standards, but it was also a, a consistent ongoing educational piece as far as um, there were times when, and, and, and I, I, I still, again, I, I man, I'm going to, I'm giving this guy too much credit um, to this day. I still say, uh, I, I still preach about, you know, that every single item that comes into the store, Jimbo himself finally signs off on. We can go into mm-hmm. that in a minute. But yep, yep. but 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 one of the most challenging pieces for me was even if something met standards didn't necessarily mean Jimbo was going to sign off on it. And he was consistently challenging me to find better quality, better ingredient, better products from a standpoint got, got a of. Question. Got a question. Yeah. Go ahead. Can you ahead. can you list? Is it possible? I don't know if it's permissible or possible to list a couple of those brands where you looked at that did not make the cut that 
off, off the top, I was gonna say off the. I was gonna, let me finish and then we'll go into that. Um, sure, sure. Off the top, my I, I I don't know that I can say a brand, but I can tell you a category. Yes. Where where uh, nutrition bars, for example, uh, something you know, so a brand might meet standards, but Jimbo would come back to me and he'd say, Wade, he'd say, uh, you know, we have so many organic options within this category. Yes, that meets standards, but we don't need it. Yep. And, and what I would say about that, if I'm putting yet another feather in Jimbo's hat is consistently time and time again, he makes decisions, not necessarily on, on what is going to be best for business. I referenced the water aisle, right? I mean, you're selling tons and tons and tons of plastic water, right? I mean, it wasn't the best decision for dollars, but it was the best decision for, you know, the environment and, and Jimbo, um, constantly would make those make those uh, decisions that um, to, to push the standards, to push uh, the categories further into that realm where, um, you know, we're making decisions as an organization, not based off of uh, what's quote unquote best for business from a monetary standpoint, but but what's best for the environment and also to push our standards higher. And nutrition bars, Alex, is the one that comes to mind where, you know, it would be, you know, you think as a, as a buyer, category manager, director, whatever you want to call me, uh, you know, you, you, you've done all your homework, right? You've checked no sugar, non-GMO verified. You've checked all those boxes, but oh, wait a second, it's not organic. And there's too many organic options available in the category. So um, I don't know, Jimbo, what, what are your thoughts? Well, you know, I just want to piggyback on one of the things that you were talking about in regards to making decisions. And actually what was behind me now is what we call a bill of rights which talks about, um, you know, uh, taking care of our staff, taking care of our customers, uh, being involved in the community, making sure that we're financially uh, solvent and doing it with honesty, integrity and respect. And I always tell the story when we when I opened my first store in 84, I probably spent a chunk of my time making sure that we could financially survive, which is not unusual. But I think as once I got to the point where I recognized that we were going to be fine financially, um, I actually spent a lot of less time. I mean, still, I, I, I look at my financials. I know where we're at, but I spend more time addressing the other areas of taking care of our staff and um, being involved in the community, making sure our customers are taken care of. And so when you look at the decision around the uh, not carrying water in plastic, you know, uh, it, it seems contrary, but we actually benefited by doing it. It wasn't what we, the intention was to walk our talk and say, you know what, I had something I'd been wanting to do for years. I wanted to say, let's get rid of, you know, we always talk about how much plastic there is. So let's get rid of plastic and water. Uh, if you look at most stores conventional or natural i think if you took at their top 100 they probably have at least 25 of them or some kind of water and plastic yep um but you know in a in a uh weird way it really actually helped us because it really built further developed the loyalty of our customers that we do what we, the right thing to do and actually wait our sales are have increased way above what they were when we were just selling water and plastic. And, it, you know, the, the interesting thing is when we did it at first, there were only a handful of 
uh, options. There are now a tremendous amount of options in regards to water in either boxes, cardboard boxes, glass. There's so many options now in glass. And when we did it, we had no idea, but we just said this was the right thing to do. And we've done that, uh, you know, whenever we felt like this was, you know, this is who we are. And we're not going to back off from that just because we may lose money. I actually think, like I said, I think we've gained a lot of customer support uh, by doing that. And it wasn't our intention. We have actually in all our stores, we actually have a vending machine where uh, uh, customers can bring their, um, you know, a, um, what's it called? A, a water bottle and fill it up uh, without having to pay for it, you know, so that they don't have to buy something in plastic. They could just fill up their own uh, water bottle. And so, you know, you never know what the outcome is, but uh, I think decisions like that um, always, you know, uh, work out. And it's it's been it's been great that we did it. You know, I'm proud that we took the step. I had to kind of twist some arms to get there, um, but I think when everyone realized I wasn't going to change, that they embraced it. And uh, I think our uh, our customers are those that are you know who embrace it also. So I appreciate the, um, the uh, kudos around that, but it, you know, like I said, Wade, it, 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 it doesn't make sense when you think about it, that it's going to be better. It's going to, I was thinking the same thing. How much money are we going to lose by eliminating the, that? But it's, it's been a benefit. I think, I think it speaks a lot to, you know, you, you reference you know, the bill of rights and the integrity. And I, I think a big part of what's drawn people and customers to you over the years has been what you just said is, is you've, you've done the homework for them. They can come in your stores and understand that anything they pick up, you've already, you've already done the work for them, right? It's going to be good for you, whether it's your hundred percent organic produce, hundred percent organic bulk foods, uh, so on and so forth, everything you've done the work. It's just, you can come in there and shop and, and understand and know that, you know, whatever you're going to pick up is good good product, quality product, and good for not only you, but also the environment. So I think that's, that's part of, I feel like what's, what's helped develop your business over the years. So, well, you know, we have the, in some ways, the easy part of the job. I mean, Alex, you referenced, you know, making your first drinks and, you know, the labor intensiveness and trying to probably put it all together and how to make it all work. And, you know, it's, it's, it's inspirational hearing stories like that. And then we have, you know, our biggest, um, probably the thing that we're proudest of is we have 100% organic produce. Um, and uh, I, I, I think when I look at uh, farmers and how they have to, I mean, they have to surrender their whole livelihood to whatever the weather might be. I mean, it could mess up their entire year by having, you know, certain kinds of uh, inclement weather that destroys their crops, but they are passionate and believe in what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Us selling it is a small piece of that. And, um, you know, we've developed a lot of relationships with local farmers because we want to bring produce in as fresh as possible and as, uh, you know, you know, uh, and, working with farmers who sometimes say, what is it that you need and we'll grow it for you as long as you say you're going to buy it. It's, it's, it's been a, it's been a blessing. And uh, I've been fortunate. We live in an area where 
the weather allows for year-round farming. Um, you know, uh, we're we're you know my my family who are, who are all back east, uh, my brothers and uh, uh, parents, not my uh, my wife and kids, but. Um, it's uh, they wanted me to do something back in New York when I originally opened my first store. And I said, you know, it doesn't it, you know, it's not where I want to be. I know the I know the weather and the farms and the, the you know, it just will help me get started with uh, what I want to do. So um, in some ways, we have uh, an easier job than, you know, uh, people making the product and people growing the product. Uh, and uh, but, you know, it. I always say this industry is really uh, it's a business, but it's really about relationships. And if anything, you know, what's been important is our relationship with our, our employees, our relationship with our customers and our relationship with the people's providing us with the food, whether it's distributors, uh, manufacturers. Uh, I think one thing that, um, you know, I think Wade could speak to, and he was really uh, uh, instrumental in making sure that it continued was, you know, we pride ourselves with our relationships. And I think, you know, Wade had, you know, people, the brokers that came in and met with Wade and, you know, other buyers, they were always um, very complimentary of that relationship. It's, it's really important. Um, we can't get anywhere without everybody kind of, you uh, being part of the process it's everybody's part of the journey really and um we're not out to i mean it, it, we want it to be a win-win situation um this is not about someone taking advantage of someone else this is we're in this together and um you know sometimes there are going to be challenging conversations but this is we never come from a place of we want to you know take advantage of a situation yeah, yeah there, there's so much to go on there, Alex. And I, I was just, you want to do something? I've got one thing I was going to pull up here, but go ahead. And uh, Yeah, just I just want to, you know, I like to also point out this, the strategy behind it, because, right, we're great mission and great company with great products that you also need to be sustainable and have a following and have repeat customers. And I, I, I love how you have the stores in an area where they respect what you're doing as well, right? This is an area where people are educated, um, where you have customers that are very loyal. You have customers that really care about organic and you didn't try to like overexpand. Let me start going into other areas of California. You really dominated your backyard and, and made a huge success out of that. And that really relates. And I like to say these things because we have a lot of entrepreneurs, hundreds that are listening in or watching, listening later or watching now live where they try to go too far too soon and spread themselves too thin. And you for the last, you know, 40 years plus have looked at just dominating in that area where, you know, the customer respects and loves what you're doing and they're going to come back every time. And your, your, your example about the glass bottles um, or removing the plastic bottles. I mean, if that was a Ralph's in Carson, California, there would be a strike, you know. Um, but in San Diego, where people care about sustainability more and they care about what you're doing more because you're more unique than a bigger, a bigger guy, uh, they're going to follow you, respect it, and they're going to buy the product from you. So anyway, it's, I, I, uh, did you have you ever thought, um, I mean, you have four stores now and I'm just, 
right now riffing, but have you ever thought in the past at some point going outside of San Diego or just wanting to stay there for the, the just your, your entire career? Uh, I will say that we've had opportunities. We've looked at uh, opportunities. I think the challenge for me has been that the cultural piece of the store is so important to who yeah. we are um, that if we were to go outside, we would it would have to be very thoughtful in the way we would do it because, uh, you know, I'm, I've been, I, like I've said, I'm fortunate. I have some incredible people working for me and, and, uh, I'm certainly not at all the stores and, but the culture, culture of who we are and what we do is so integral to, um, the company. And I don't think if it changed, I don't, you know, even if it had my name, I couldn't, you know, I, 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 I don't know if I could want those that to happen. And so we spend a, a tremendous amount of time with our HR team to make sure that our staff members are have a voice. They have a place to go to if things are not right, if they have concerns or issues. Uh, we want to support our, the people working at our stores because we want them to feel like and it's true without them, we don't have anything. And mm -hmm. You know, uh, the, the, the people who work the front lines, they they have all my respect. Um, yeah. They got to deal with whatever whatever's going on. You know, we and we've had a lot, you know, in the last few years with COVID and a lot of people being sick and being short on, you know, in certain areas. Um, they've done a tremendous job. And so when I think about expansion, I think about the cultural piece and how do we maintain it? Uh, and I'm not saying that it can't be done. Uh, I, I think you tend to lose if you go too far out, um, unless you're building an infrastructure. Uh, and we, we are at four stores. We are, um, I'm not, uh, I'm hopeful that in, in a short time, we will have a, a executed at least to open up another store, another site. Oh, okay. um, and we have other options on the table. Um, but you know, I've never been one to want to tax our team to just open up stores to just garner, um, you know, sales. Uh, you know, some places open up and they uh, go back and backfill. I, I'd rather build the foundation. Uh, you know, I, I believe that there needs to be a balance for people from their work life and their personal life. And uh, it, I, I'm not want to tax people to say, hey, you got to work because we're opening up a bunch of stores. I can do that, but that's not what I want to do. I mean, Wade in his time off, he was at all the breweries checking out the latest, um, you know. Um, uh, uh, guilty. Yeah. <laughs> guilty, guilty. All right. We, we don't need Let's, you know, that was a good segue, though. Not really. Not that last one. But before that, um, James Pippen, who is the VP for uh, what Good Good Now Foods, right? Uh, James is the uh, you know more than me, Wade. You don't, you, yeah. He's the VP at Good Now Foods. So Jimbo, he's asking your advice on hiring and what you look for because you you know you talked a little about your team and 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 whatnot. What 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 advice or what would you tell James as far as that question goes? Well, the first thing I would say it's a good thing that I'm not doing the hiring anymore because. <laughs> But I, I, I'm more apt to, I mean, there's a skill component, but really a lot of the jobs, it's more about attitude and, you know, you can teach 
people to how to run a register, but it's really hard to teach them to smile and be gracious when you're dealing with a hard, you know, a tough customer. Mm -hmm. So I'm really looking for personality and um, somebody who uh, is outgoing. If I'm looking for somebody, I mean, again, I don't do it, but for a cashier, um, the skill set, most people you can uh, uh, teach that. Um, and, you know, I will say that the, the more responsibility the person has, if we bring someone into senior management, uh, I'll give you an example, uh, Wade, uh, you're well, you know, you know, you know, Justin, our um, CEO very well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he came from a Whole Foods, Earth Fair, large stores. To me, it wasn't, you know, certainly the personality was there, but it was a difference in culture, you know. And so to me, it's, you know, I'm looking for someone who's say. Can, can they embrace the culture? Can they, you know, we do things differently than, you know, a large company. You know, he ha- he was going to have to do things that he probably didn't touch when he was at these other companies because there were so many other people that he had working for him or underneath him, so to speak. And so, you know, it's more important to me. I, I mean, I have a long, I have, that, that's mostly my discussion is, hey, are you, is this something you can embrace? I mean, we just hired, I, I wait, I told you before we went on, uh, on air that we hired a Bobby Turner, who was the regional president of the Southern region for whole foods. Um, you know, my time spent Justin talked you know, a lot of the nuts and bolts and certainly the culture, but my talk, my, my talk with him was really, Hey, you're going to mind doing certain things that you didn't have to do before. And what's really interesting is, a lot of these people that I found who've grown into, you know, large roles, in some ways they're excited to get back to a place where even though their 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 responsibilities are different, they actually get to see the impact that they have in a in a greater way uh, because they're so close to the action. And they're they they can really touch in people in a in a way that's different when you're in a large organization. And so it's been uh, it's been great to see. I think, you know, Bobby's been here only a few weeks. I think he can see that. Justin's been here about five plus years. And I think the, you know, uh, impact he's made in the time that he's been here has been great. And I think, you know, uh, he's 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 done an awesome job. And in part, he's embraced uh, the culture. I think it was, you know. And even as much as you can explain it until you're in it, it really is, it's a different thing. Uh, you know, I, I think um, uh, uh, both Justin and Bobby will say, hey, you know, you can explain it all you want, but at the end of the day, it's it's a different uh, beast when you're actually in it. And you just got to be open to it and realize we don't do things the way most corporate companies will do it. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So I know, uh, man, we th- this time is flying by, but I know we need to get into a little bit about products and where we are currently in the industry and where we're going in the industry and and talk. I, I, I guess, Jimbo, I, I'd like to hear you talk a little bit about, um, you know, where we, you know, the current environment as far as products go, and and you know, if you're looking in your crystal ball. And, and saying a year or two years from now, like what what do you, you know, if you're giving advice to brands or, um, you know, as far as what 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 advice you would give to someone in the industry? Like, 
where do you see the business heading and 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 what what where would you hitch your uh, you know hitch hitch the horses to? Well, I think for us, our business model might be different than others. And, and it, it's another interesting uh, irony because since we've never really sacrificed our standards of what we want to carry. And as a matter of fact, we are pushing more. We've been pushing for two, three years now, regenerative organics. Um, and uh, so what I, I actually see is a lot of conventionals and some of the natural foods are moving towards more of the mainstream, we continue to be on, uh, I would say, on the outer edge, you know. And again, it's not because um, we were doing this because it's um, going to be profitable for us. It's because who we are. But I think at the end of the day, it really be has become a differentiation, you know, um, because as more people move towards the middle, now it's like, well, if I want to get certain things, you know, Jimbo's has them, or I know that they can, you know, that they're, they're going to carry these products that haven't yet been, you know, gone to, you know, conventional stores. And so for me, the next couple of years, we, like I said, last couple, we focus on regenerative organics. A lot of our advertising is we take at regenerative companies and sit and talk about what their processes are. And, and I know there's some um, information out there as, you know, difference between organic and regenerative, but we, we, we make it clear that we're not talking about regenerative. We're talking about regenerative organics, which is really taking organics and using, you know, other aspects of the organic piece and, you know, making sure that, uh, you know, the animals on the land are taken care of, the people working the land are taken care of that there is sustainability in all those areas and it's not just about the product that you're getting and so to me that's a holistic approach to where you know we as a company want to see our products aligned with and so um that may not be the same for a lot of the other natural food companies um but that's for us where we're focused on so if somebody you know I think our buyers are tuned in. If somebody is bringing in a product that has those attributes, we're going to give them a stronger look than, you know, someone, a nutritional bar that, um, you know, checks all the boxes like Wade said, but doesn't have those other attributes, which, you know, are important to us. Um, you know, uh, as far as categories, you know, being a vegan, I, I like to think of, uh, you know, plant-based uh, foods are still going to be uh, uh, at the top of the list. Um, uh, your category of uh, drinks, you know, beverages uh, is exploding. I mean, uh, I think uh, Luke, who's, you know, in the office now, I think six, seven years ago, I think he said something to me like we were visiting another store and it's like kombucha is now the milk of, uh, you know, 10, 15 years ago, um, or 30 years ago. And I noticed you're drinking kombucha and I usually have, uh, one or two a day, you know, to keep me, uh, going. Yeah. I, I, I noticed that. Yep. Um, my favorite yeah, flavor yeah, too, yeah, lemon berry yeah. paradise. I have not tried that. I, it's not available in my local stores. Is that, is that, that's a new flavor, right? It's been out for, I think about four or five months. I like the fruity ones. So the okay. strawberry serenity. You like that um, one? So I, f 
from from them i i usually drink a watermelon wonder yep um i'm a big watermelon guy um we also carry um uh another brand called babe kombucha and they yep. have some uh really good flavors that i like they have a pog flavor that uh, i really enjoy so but the beverage category is exploding i mean it's just i i I, I sometimes uh, I'm glad that I'm not doing any of the buying because I, I just can't figure out uh, how many products are out there. How do you make those choices? Um, but Wade, I mean, you you experience it in your world. So, I mean, what do you see as uh, the areas? Well, it, it's it's interesting because, uh, you know, things tend to start on one of the coasts, whether it's the West Coast or the East Coast. So, uh, you know, coming up here in the next week or two, I'll be, I'll have been here for a year and I know it's hard to believe that, but uh, I've been gone for a year. Man, but, I, uh, knew I was feeling the weight. <laughs> from when I, I was going to say, you look younger than last time I saw you. I but, know, uh, you know, the, uh, actually the photo that you use for the, uh, uh, to, to, as the, the episode. Uh, yeah. Episode, cover. Yeah. I look really old in that picture. I don't know right? where, what you did to it, but I was going to say, but, uh, no, I, I, I I'm seeing, we tend to see things here a little bit later than you see them on the coast. And I think a lot of what we're seeing from, from when we review categories here, uh, you know, we certainly have our share of kombuchas with uh, GTs and health aid and whatnot, uh, pr you know, primarily the, the more popular ones that can handle distribution in 22 States, but um, adaptogens, functional drinks, you know, those things that really there's something, it's not just simply a, you know, just a water or a flavored water or something like that. It's, you know, you're seeing a lot of functional, whether it's de-stress, energize, you know, something like that. It, those are the things that we're seeing over here. So it's, it's really, um, you know, and, and the one, the one that I really expected to see grow a little bit more out and we're seeing uh, some samples come in are, are mushroom additive. You know, I know when I was mm -hmm. out there, you know, we brought in the mushroom granola with forage, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't shout out Parker Olson. Mm -hmm. um, on here, you know, we were one of the first stores, I think, to carry his his brand there on, in Southern California. Um, you know, but but the functional mushrooms, uh, seeing a couple drinks starting to peter in a little bit with with those those added uh, benefits as far as, uh, you know, whether, whatever function it is you're looking for. Yeah, I think the jury. Yeah, the jury is still out on the we've talked about it on the show about the the mainstream appeal of mushrooms. I mean, I love lines main. I mean, there was a study that came out like yesterday on CNN that there's now linked proof that it helps rebuild neural pathways like in the brain, or if you have nerve damage in your hand or arm, if you're a mechanic for 20 years, it can actually rebuild the neural pathways, not just stop it, but rebuild it. And so, um, it's, it's amazing. I think the category is amazing, but when I look at the marketing of it, it's hard to get across on a package what this does. It's not in your face and immediate. So that's where I think, like you said it earlier, way that I think like the mushrooms, the functional ingredients, it's going to be, I think, several years before it starts going in to more conventional stores. I mean, I'd be surprised if it, if it was popular in three or four years. But I mean, uh, Jimbo, what's your what's your position? What's your opinion on the functional mushroom space and its popularity and will it stick and will it stay around for a long time? I mean, what's your, so I, just to be clear, because I'm a little confused. Were you talking about the, 
psychedelic mushrooms or are you talking oh, about <laughs> uh, not 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 that far down the spectrum let's let's no, go just checking the, the, i just want to make like, sure uh, you know? this the stuff like, you uh, sell downstairs the stuff yeah, you sell downstairs. yeah that's, that's the, what i'm talking about you talking that's about the backroom deals <laughs> yeah um yeah more like uh you know like four sigmatic kind of stuff like lines main cordyceps right we're selling a lot of it you know yeah. uh, and i'm not down on the floor in that arena to know what the customer experience of it is um i actually had lines man i tasted it in a dish in at expo east as a matter of fact at a, a restaurant called the veg it was actually pretty incredible when i tasted it um you know i think the interesting thing for me, mushrooms is there's some people who just can't stand the taste of mushrooms. Yeah. And so having it as an additive might be a turnoff to some people. But, you know, it's hard. You know, we've gone through and I can't even remember 90 percent of them, different areas of, you know, through the years that I've been involved in the business. You know, something is hot for a while and then it kind of fades and, it's, and something else comes in. And it's hot, right. you know, and, right. you know, you get all these um um uh, uh say um plants that are coming from different areas of the world that are supposedly save lives or you know boost your immunity things that you've never heard of and you know sometimes they stick and sometimes they don't you know and yeah. Um, it's hard to know what's going to, you know, what's going to appeal to the, you know, to the customers. I mean, even kombucha, who knows who, who would have believed, you know, that GTs would be where it's at today. It's unbelievable how far, I mean, I drank it when it first came out and I can tell you most of the people I knew were saying, how can you drink that stuff? It's like fermented mushroom tea, whatever you want to call it, you know? And it's like, you know, I said, I, I just tasted all right to me, but now it's exploded, you know, yeah. Can't get enough of it. we were talking last week. I got to show you this. Uh, thank God the mic has, you know, you know, you know, directional so you could still hear me. But we were talking about this last week um, and I'm, I'm not a rep or anything for this brand, but um, feel free. They do this shot that has Kratom and Kava root. Like kava roots getting really big now, right? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm hearing about it as a real, you know, relaxative, and like you know, the pandemic created a lot of stress, obviously, uh, long-term stress, short-term stress, and uh, people being worried all the time, and also not as much balance. We talked about balance earlier, where now people are working from home on their phones more, on their computers more, on their electronics. So um, this this brand did 25 million last year. And wow. like, and it's in like dispensaries and see where, where those psychedelic, psychedelic mushrooms are sold, you know, the basement, that, that area, that's where feel free is. And so it's like, it seems like, like we, you know, all bets are off. Like anything can grow big if there's a following and like, and it's like a really innovative ingredient. And I find and that really, say that again. And if there's a story behind it. And there's a story behind it, you know, um, or a spokesperson. I mean, so it's just amazing what, what times we're in in this industry where you can come out with a product that doesn't even go into, you know, a major retailer. Um, like it, it doesn't go into 10,000 doors yeah. and you can be more inch wide, mile deep and be really successful with it, with an ingredient that's active that people saw on TikTok and they just want to 
try click i'm sure chlorophyll right people ran into your store to buy chlorophyll that was probably yeah. big yeah right sure well and you know when you reference covid being the stress causing a lot of stress and i thought it was wade during my time for me. Well, that was causing me a lot of stress when he was working here. Co you know, coincidentally, the I, that you would have from the COVID, it was. It was I was, was going to say, I love this guy. I love this guy. Coincidentally, I worked at Jimbo's during COVID, and yeah. Um, but all right, I know we're we could keep going. I mean, I I don't have anything planned tonight, but I I do want to I I, I want to do a couple shout outs, and then I have one question before we do our normal spiel. So we have to shout out Jimbo, a couple people that are watching. Um, and not to pat myself on the back, but I helped bring into the store while I was there. Uh, cool. and you know, you know, all these people, uh, we've got Annie Wu with sweet duets. Yep. We've, we've yeah. got yeah. Tao garden with uh fun sesame, the tahini, yep. right. And yep. we've yep. also got Great products. Uh, exactly. And Derek Brawley with Prana, Prana organics, Prana right. snacks. Love those. Um, they're all tuned in right now watching live. And for whatever reason, uh, they've been saying nice things about you, and um, you know I'll fill them in off the record. But because they I, know, they know if they don't, that the product's out of the store. That's, <laughs> that's the right. Well, that's, yeah, how, I was gonna that's say. how this works. It's a holistic exactly approach, right. Wade. You got to understand it, that exactly. You know, that's why about, you're out of the store because. Uh, it, you, but you know, but I do, I I do want you to speak to because we have for every towel and Annie. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot Mac. Mac with I Eat My Greens. He's in there, too. Yeah. Uh, for every Tao and Annie and uh, uh, Derek and Mac that are listening right or watching right now, there's there's probably half a dozen, if not more, that are either looking to get into Jimbo's right. They're watching or listening right now and or they'll download this episode later. What advice would you give someone that's looking to get into your stores uh, what do they need to do? How do they need to reach out? What 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 roadmap would you give them for success uh, with your stores? Well, I mean, any vendor can apply to uh, for us to carry their products. We you just go to the uh, Jimbo's website, and then there's a vendor uh, section to it in which you can you know talk about your product. Uh, I would think that um, again we're conscious of the ingredients that are in the products. So if you have a product, if you have a nutritional product that doesn't have organic ingredients, um, not that it doesn't taste great, but you're probably, you know, uh, spinning your wheels trying to get into the store. Um, so uh, if you want to get into the store and you don't have organic ingredients, um, you just may want to reconsider that. Now that, that doesn't take, that's not for all categories, but our buyers are really, I mean, we we really love to get local products. Um, we love to uh, carry products that have a story behind them. Uh, and, you know, the mainstream products are going to come to us, you know, as through the course of events. But it's the small, unique products that we like to bring in, um, like the ones that you were talking about, because not everybody has them. And even if eventually they do, initially people, if they get them, they're going to say, well, I can't get it at this store or that store, but I can go to Jimbo's and get it. And so, you know, we really take pride. Um, Wade, you did a uh, awesome job on my, my kind words to you in, you know, setting the bar for our buying team and especially uh, mentoring um, Jason, um, who has far exceeded you now in everything that he does. And I wanted that. I, can, I wanted I can, him to. 
I can vouch. I can vouch for that. I just, I think, you know, he, you know, we all as a, uh, as a buying team, and I'm sure Justin would say, owe you a debt of gratitude for the work that you did laying the foundation to improve the, improve from where we were. And, um, you know, it, uh, it really, like I said, set the bar to how professional we can be and how organized and efficient and being able to make sure that we're able to uh, do our take care of our responsibilities and still maintain the relationships. And uh, so we have an awesome buying team that, you know, will reach out to you. We have uh, our buyer. I don't know if Emma was working at the time. Uh, you she, were... was, she was hired. She hadn't made it upstairs yet. Yeah. Well, yes. she made it upstairs and she's doing an awesome job. She's the buyer's assistant. So if, if sometimes the product, if the, the buyers are too busy, she'll be the first one to reach out to prospective uh, uh, vendors. And, um, you know, we're always uh, looking for new products, uh, looking for uh, new or uh, uh, great tasting, high quality products. And if you have that, then by all means, uh, let us know because uh we want to be uh, the first or one of the first, if not the first to carry it. Yeah. And I think, I think you hit it well. And thank you. Uh, I think for the, for the nice words, what I would say, uh, you know, and, and, and these guys, these guys know this, I think Billy, if he's still, he, I don't know, he may be out skateboarding at this point, but, but, <laughs> uh, you, know, play, you know, I, I couldn't be, you know, one of the last pictures I took, uh, you know, there at Jimbo's was, was myself, Jason and Billy, and I couldn't be more proud of those guys. Um, and very rarely a week goes by that. I don't speak, speak or text one of them or not both. We have a group chat going, Billy and I are constantly talking back and forth. And, uh, um, you know, there for a while before things got a little bit crazy over the holidays, we had a weekly video call set up. Uh, there he is. He's there. So you, you, keep, keep track of how many hours he owes you if you would. <laughs> Uh, but but no, I mean, I, I in, in leaving, I, I, I wrote both both those guys a note and there's nothing more that I want wanted than those guys to raise the bar. And if 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 they do and if if they continue to, I couldn't be any prouder because uh, when you talk about good people, chips, um, Jimbo's and Billy and Jason as individuals, uh, you know, those of you listening now or, or listening in the future, you can't work with a better group of people. And, um, well, it, you know, going back to what Jimbo said. I think he froze. Or did I freeze? <laughs> I was just to the climax, the climax that it was getting to. Yeah, he was about to, like, do the, the massive reveal. Yeah. All right, so really he, might, he might jump back in. He might not. Uh, maybe some of the comments you told him kind of he got butt hurt and now he's gone. I'm just yeah. kidding. Um, frozen in action. You know, I like weight better this way. You know, I can say all the I, things I want. What a, I'm not going to say it. Front of a group yeah. Morning, but, you know, but, this is good. You know, I yeah. wish, I, I, I can't say I wish my wife was like that because she'll get upset. <laughs> God bless you, Colleen. I love you. Yeah. You get the best of both worlds. You get to see them, but you don't have to hear them. Um, there you go. Well, uh, let me uh, do a little tap dancing. I'm going to talk okay. about a couple brands. Yeah, he he now officially is off. He's going to reboot and come back on. Okay, he'll be on soon. But let's go to the stuff we love, um, and that's where very very quickly because we're kind of out of time. But we're just going to talk about a couple brands that I love, you know, and that that I've been 
stocking up and, and, and consuming. And then Jimbo, if there's anything from your side, uh, you know, whether it's a kombucha flavor or something new that came in the store that you love or something Luke can hand over to you really quickly. Um, <laughs> you know, He's got... <laughs> you got something. So I'll start while you're, while you're working on that. This stuff is amazing. Okay. Um, I was sent this rising tide, the focus creamer. It has lines made in MCT and, uh, and coconut sugar. I put it in the hot water. I don't have coffee, but I put it in hot water with protein. It's excellent. Um, I think it's like 20 bucks a bag, you know, um, it's not, not cheap stuff. It's, it's premium and it's organic as that seal of approval right there. And the other one that I think you probably had in your store for like 30 years, Jimbo, is uh, this one. I can chug this stuff. I mean, it's really, really good. Apple cider vinegar brags. Uh, Jim, uh, um, Wade is still not back. So we may have to carry the torch without him, which is very easy, right? We can do that easily. Not a problem from my end. He's not here in my world anyway on a norm, normal basis. <laughs> is that the He went to the brewery early, right? Yeah, I guess, you know, uh, you don't pay the big bucks, I guess, or he doesn't get paid the big bucks. Exactly. Anything from uh, from your side? Well, here's one product. Luke just gave it to me, and I'm actually we were we I think we were the first store to carry this product, and he just started to uh, a guy named Brian Bowers. Um, full disclosure, I, I have a little bit of an investment in this company, but um, it's a really uh, unique product. It's a savory organic snack. It's not sweet. It's uh, got uh, only like a four or five ingredients. Um, let me see. It's got organic red bell peppers, organic cashews, organic kale, organic chia seeds, and organic lemon juice. Nice. If you haven't had it, next time you're coming to down to our neck of the woods, Alex, um, make sure Billy stocks you up with it. Absolutely. What's the brand name? One more time. Bear Bar. Bear Bar. Well, that's hail. That's my last name. I gotta. I gotta buy that now. Now there you go. There yeah, you go. Alex Bear. All right. Um, so Wade just texted me that he's trying to get back in. Um, I think I we put up a firewall or something. He can't get back in. I resent him the link. So if he gets back in, he does. If he doesn't, he doesn't. Let's go to our next segment, which is called, and we're almost done here. Next couple minutes, we'll be wrapped up. It's called Friday Freebies. Friday Freebies. All right, so what we're gonna do here is we're gonna give away, we have our sponsor for the week, um, Dream Pops, you know this brand, right? Dream yeah. Pops and yeah. Dream Bites. You were one of the first ones to carry it. Hell yeah, there you go. And uh, great, great brand. Uh, uh, what I love more than just the brand itself is the person behind the brand, the story, and that's David Greenfeld. LA guy, uh, always gives me a big hug whenever I see him. Um, amazing entrepreneur. So I just love those dream bites. So he is sponsoring our show with one case of dream pop bites. It's 12, 12 of them, vanilla sky flavor, which is my favorite, uh, nothing to do with the Tom Cruise movie. And it's a $72 value. A little bit about dream pops. Dream pops was founded in 2018 on a mission to reinvigorate the dessert category with plant-based products that accurately reflect the needs of the 21st century consumer. They are a plant-based innovation engine targeting the confectionery industry. I think that kind of nails it right there, Jimbo, right? Yeah. So 
now for the fun part, I guess Wade is basically not going to be coming back if I just send him the link and he's out. So he's off to the brewery. Um, <laughs> it's got to keep that unusual. Shit. That's the way it used to be with me. I mean, he used to be supposed to be working to a certain time and he <laughs> left early and you could find him at the brewery. Yeah, but he's like, I have my cell phone, so I'm still working, right? Did he ever pull that one? Oh, yeah, all the time, even on the weekends. Even on the weekends. <laughs> so uh, come up, let's come up with a question for everyone where they can win these dream bites vanilla sky something that was mentioned in this episode like wade said um it could be something super cryptic hard it could be a detail you mentioned it could be a date so i'm trying to put on my thinking cap here but i about, um do you have when one? i opened my first store when did jimbo open his first store when uh, do you want just the the year or the month yeah, the year. no the i year. didn't say the month okay we should I can't remember that month <laughs> All right, and, and Wade is back. All uh, right, Wade, we, we thought we got rid of you. I can't even hear it now. You know, <laughs> that was like a talk about a major crash. Jeez, this Hold is on a second. all right. Well, we just asked, I think he's he doesn't hear us yet. Yeah, he's, he's out of the loop. All right, can you hear us, Wade? Hold no. on a second, almost. I'm almost there. <laughs> How long does it take you to untangle a headphone? Yeah, there you go. What'd you do to it? Jeez, this this contraption. <laughs> Look at this thing. <laughs> all right, we're back. We're back. Yeah, that was that was you all know, Wade, This is just typical of you. That was all planned. Like, I was going to say this feels, when it feels like I'm... Finish, when you get to the finish line, you take a, a detour. You know what I was going to say? From you no, again. Jimbo, you know what I was going to say? If I didn't know any better, I would say that uh, that Ray Ray was running my technology here if I didn't know any Man, better. It's very possible. <laughs> but, you know, we had, just, like I said, typical. You had a five-year agreement with me. You got through two years and you took a detour and I never to be seen again. <laughs> well, I was going to say, we've got three years. We can talk about that at Expo because I am going to see you there in a couple yes, of weeks. Yes, you will be coming. You will be seeing your uh, protégés. Uh, um, I'm looking for Well, and I'm not going to try. I'm sure you guys had your... I, I, you know, it's weird because not my entire PC crashed. And you know, anyways, uh, I love Billy and Jason. Hopefully I made that point clear. Those guys are the best. And, uh, you know, uh, you, know the, you talk about relationships... And the relationship I had with those fellows and and in yourself, uh, no, all jokes aside, um, they're ones that I really, really cherish. And, you know, I meant when I when I posted about this episode, it was kind of bittersweet because I said, you know, I'm proud to call you not only a, uh, my former boss, a mentor, but a friend. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart, Jimbo. I mean, I, I can't thank you enough for what you what you've done for me, you know, since the time we've known each other. Um, I'm, I'm really grateful for the person that you are and, and all you've done for me. So thank you. Well, I appreciate it. And I think, you know, you're, like I said, um, there's nothing people used to say to me, you know, why spend, invest time in training people to a certain level, especially when we were, uh, new in the industry or the industry was relatively small because a lot of our people would go somewhere else and, and I said, if anything, if you take the time to train someone and you give them skills that they can use, whether it's in your company or any other company, you should feel proud about it. And so you doing saying what you're saying around uh, Jason and Billy and the impact it had for the rest of the buying team is, you know, really where it's at. Because if you can leave someone with more skills, a better life, um, 
what more can you ask for to make, right. make make you feel proud, you know, that they've risen, you know, I, I hope that everybody who's worked at Jimbo's when they've left have um, used their uh, experience to better themselves in whatever way possible that could happen. And um, if they can better themselves so they can be better than me, that's great. I mean, you know, all we want to do is to, you know, uh, give people tools and educate them and uh, they take and hopefully can take and run, run, run with it. So kudos to you and for everything you've accomplished. Absolutely. Thank you. And, and, and I'm better certainly for the time I spent there. And, you know, I always tell people, Alex included, I always tell, tell people you never burn bridges because you might need, need to walk back across them. So here in a couple of oh, weeks, burn the bridge with me, Wade. Uh, that ain't going to happen. That, that, a, that bridge is, uh, <laughs> In a couple of weeks, I'm going to walk back across that that bridge, and uh, Jimbo tells me he's doing a shot of tequila with me in uh, in California while I'm there. I don't know. I've heard stories about it. I guess I'm going to witness it firsthand. Uh, I have sacrificed uh, uh, a lot of my uh, longevity to get a better discount from uh, UNFI by drinking a certain amount of tequila. <laughs> I've heard that, and I, and I think uh, there will probably be some more stories to tell here in a few weeks, but... Uh, um, I, I look forward to it. I look forward to it. It was great seeing you over Christmas. And so I missed, I missed, we did, did you plug dream pops and you did all that stuff, Alex? Yeah. We, we, uh, mostly yeah. talked about you. I'm um, sure you did. I was going to say, I'll, I'll hear it after the fact. Yeah, I'm sure. Can... I'll have my lawyer on speed dial, but, but let's, uh, did we, did you, did you do the, question, uh, remember, question was asked. Yep. remember everybody has to go back and do the five star thing. And, and for those of you, this is your first episode tuning in. Uh, we do do this every week. Uh, we don't have Jimbo every week, although we could probably negotiate that. I'm sure he would he would probably uh, get a kick out of joining us every week. Yeah, um, when you're stuck and need somebody to really bring down your ratings, I'm your guy. I was going to say, or or we could just have Billy leave every, early every week and he can join <laughs> us. But, but uh, uh, we do this every week. Um, we do tend to have uh, guests that are in the channel, uh, typically whether they're founders uh, – if you go back and look at our past episodes, we've had a lot of people um, that that certainly, if you're in this space, people that you're familiar with. So, Alex, who won? Uh, 1984. That, that the right answer, cool. Jimbo? That is correct. Jimbo, so, Jimbo, tell us about Laura Johnson. Laura has been, I don't know how many years. She's got a review coming up. So that's... <laughs> she's a Jimbo's employee. Have, she's a Jimbo's employee. Right here. She has a review. <laughs> <laughs> um, she does our payroll. You would have never been paid, Wade, if it wasn't for Laura. Um, and um, she actually, uh, unbeknownst to uh, me, has numerous other skills that I'm going to take advantage of as soon as uh, I do a review and say, listen, you're capable of doing this and doing that. So why aren't you doing it? Laura's great, and I will I will give her kudos. Uh, she already won, so I don't need to give her kudos. But uh, I did give uh, I did get my W two probably faster than anyone. It's probably Laura trying to cut the ties a hundred percent. That that's completely like finally this is the last thing I owe this guy. We but, cut uh, the umbilical cord <laughs> very yes. quickly with you, Wade. I, I I did get it faster from Laura than anybody else. So uh, kudos to Laura. No, she, uh, again, kidding aside, she does a great job. Um, just you know, she's probably the first one in the office every morning or close to. And, uh, you know, she just does a great job there, as, as do all the uh, all the store support people. So 
uh, great Sounds people. like you really miss working here, Wade. You sure? Yeah, you're I, did. The right well, I did. You know, I tried to stop in and see everybody. I got to see, you know, the only person I don't mean is miss is Rich, which I, I don't think that I could do myself justice if I didn't give Rich a hard time on here. I, it's, it's, I haven't, I didn't get to see Rich while I was out there. Um, I miss Eric. I miss Brenda. Uh, I obviously miss Billy and Jason. Miss Justin, you, and even Jeff. I haven't seen Jeff for a while. So, you know, maybe uh, we're going to come out uh, here in a couple weeks yeah. in our plan. I'm flying into San Diego, and uh, we're going to do some store tours on the way up to Expo. So uh, CV yeah, is on the, the timeline. So CV can, is, yep, CV is on the list. Close so. the doors before you get here. Uh, yeah. Security, I want to have full-on security uh, when you show up. <laughs> You'll need it. You'll need it. Oh, Excellent. Man. All right. Well, on that note, uh, that is the completion of the epic episode 56 of Friday Vibes with our special guest, Jimbo, CEO and founder of Jimbo's Naturally. If you are, even if you're not, you know, like you did, no matter where you are, you got to get to a Jimbo's every time I'm down in San Diego. That's where I go to get my groceries to kind of stock up on things if I'm at a hotel or need a snack or food. And, uh, you know, they're in San Diego. So also when you're going out to Expo West, right, you know, Anaheim is not super far from San Diego. We recommend to take a little trip down south. The beaches are better down there anyway. So go down there, check out a Jimbo's, buy some things in there, buy some glass bottles, buy some Genius, buy some shots, buy whatever makes you happy and uh, make sure to uh, support Jimbo's um, and uh, Jimbo. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It was really a pleasure. I had no idea what we, where we were getting to or where we were going, but it was good to have uh, a journey and an adventure with you guys. You exactly. too. We'll see, we'll see you next week, Jimbo. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks. <laughs> All right. You guys right. take care, Wade. Love you, buddy. Love you, Everyone, buddy. we'll see you next Friday at 2.30 p.m. Pacific, 5.30 Am I on it also? You, we can talk. Yeah. We, we whatever can talk. you want. Whatever you talk. want. Yeah, we got to have you come back. Return well, of the Jedi. I thought that the the when Wade left, I thought that's what you were trying to tell me that Wade's gone and I'm the guy now. He, it was I I I had to work it out legally with my attorney. I think okay. we got it figured out. It well, was when my, you get it figured out, I'm your guy. Yeah, just switch. Just yeah, boom. I mean, you know, he's got a Jimbo's sweatshirt on, so wear it proudly. There it is. There it is. Thank you. I really appreciate it. It was great. All right. You Thanks, too. guys. Take care, everyone. See you. Bye.